The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you would like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com. Also, SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of the radio, you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. There you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday. So if you'd like to catch that, you can do so up until 3 o'clock Eastern today, at which time he'll be live in that little area right there. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got. Look for the Rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner. Click on that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. A lot of friends over there this morning. So good morning to you guys, and uh, while you're over there, please subscribe to the channel, Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble. Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Also, BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page. We're over there, and we appreciate the guys at Before It's News giving us a spot on their channel to uh, to speak out as well. Uh, back to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Right up under where we're streaming live, top right side of the page, you can sign up for our email newsletter. Again, that goes out once a day, late afternoon, early evening. All of the articles we have for the day, including... The Morning Show ar- Archive. So be sure and uh, check that out. Also, our store is available. You can get there with the store link off of sonsoflibertymedia.com or you can go there directly at the Sons of Liberty. Don't forget the there, thesonsofliberty.squarespace.com. Uh, we are highlighting Bradley's new book, All the Prophets Were Pointed to the Front. We also have Soldier of the Cross that came out a couple of months ago. And then we have a bundle with Soldier of the Cross, the book, um, the t shirt, and also the dog tag. So you know, if we'd just thrown in a hat in there, we could have said, you got the hat and the t-shirt, right? When you read the book? Yeah. Anyway, it's a lost cause. Sometimes that, that uh, marketing thing stuff works great, and sometimes it doesn't, right? It comes like way late. <laughs> All right. All right. One, one quick thing, and I was trying to find it because I saw it last night, and I thought I left it up open in my tabs. So <clears throat> you guys remember yesterday we played the video from First Responders Media uh, and they had encountered this dude. He's clearly not Central American or South American. 
And he says, you're, too, you're not smart enough to know who I am, uh, but you will know who I am soon enough. Well, the Gateway Pundit, I think, is who it was. I was trying to find it this morning, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, sometimes morning time is not the best time to be looking for stuff, right? Um, <clears throat> I'm just going to put this in because I was, I was still pulling stuff up for the show and just see if I can even find it here. I don't know that I can. But this guy has been, I, I got to tell you, it looks just like the guy in that video. Looks just like him. And they've identified him. He's head of some jihad organization, Islamic jihad organization, somewhere else in the world. Okay? Um, he's apparently pretty prominent among Islamists. And I can't, I can't remember, but they had an image of him dressed up and then they had him there and they said this is this looks like the guy and i'm telling you it looks just like him even the color in his beard uh and the glasses and the whole nine yards it looks just like him just like him and i can't remember whether if i find it uh which i'll probably have to do a history search i'll throw it in the archive just so you guys can see it if you've not seen it some of you uh i know read the gateway pundit so you you see some of that but there it is it's it's pretty incredible. And then I've got another story that I'm going to be sharing with you. I may do a whole show on this. We won't be doing it this week because we've got guests through the rest of the week. By the way, we've got uh, Mike Bambus coming on tomorrow. He's going to have a very special Zoom meeting tomorrow night. And uh, I said, could the listeners get in on that to learn from Mike what he's doing? And he said, sure. So we've got a Zoom link. So you guys, Lord willing, we're going to have him tomorrow. And then on Friday, the day before the, the WHO deadline, we're going to bring James Roguski back on as to what they're actually pushing through with that. And just to remind people again, you know, we're, we're quick to forget, uh, including yours truly. But this is one I want to bring up. And I want you guys to be thinking about it because what I want to do is, look, the phone lines are open today. If you want to call in, you got a question for Lynn when she comes on or a comment about what we're going to be talking about today. And please keep it to this. Let's not talk about anything else except what we're going to be talking about today, which is the education in agenda that uh, the candidates are all pushing in this coming election. The number is 803-619-9855. 803-619-9855. Happy to take your call. But I want you to be pondering this. How many of you guys, years ago, there was a, there was a film that came out called John Q. Now, this was around the time I think they were pushing Obamacare, <clears throat> and it had Denzel Washington and some other people in it that probably some of you might know. I, I don't know. Uh, but it's about a father. He's got a son that is very young, and he has a problem with his heart. He has some kind of heart disease or something. I don't know. He becomes very desperate because his son's going to die. And his wife tells him, you got to do something. So the only thing the guy can think is to take a gun, you know, hold the emergency room hostage where his son is at, and until he gets a heart. And if that means he gives his own heart, which is sort of what it leads up to right at the end, and I'm, I'm sorry if I'm a spoiler alert, then so be it. Dad loves his son, and he wants to do that. Now, am I advocating hurting other people for that? No, and neither was he, actually. He didn't even put a bullet in the gun, Okay. It was a, there was a threat. He loves his son. I think any father can understand that. Okay, doesn't make it. I'm not saying it makes it right, but I'm saying this is a father who loves his kid, and he's got people who are just they don't care. 
It's all about the money. It's all about how much time it's going to take and whether it's going to work or whether it isn't. That's what you see, the hospital bureaucratic stuff, bureaucracy that goes on. Okay, This guy right here actually went and did it. And I don't know if they based the story off of this or not, but I came across this yesterday. This story is, is old. It's almost 10 years old, uh, as best I can tell. But I wanted to bring this up because I want to ask, man, because we're talking about things that are coming on this, on this country. And I have to ask, are the men prepared to do what needs to be done? Because you can see it coming, okay? I'm not playing a fairy tale game. I'm not talking about dreams or, you know, utopia or any of this other. You can see what's coming. And this father, uh, his son, was very sick. George Pickering, he had some, uh, uh, he had some uh, seizures and stuff like that. Well, he ended up having a stroke. And the mom and somebody else in the family said, yeah, you can go ahead and pull the plug on him. This was a young man. I think he was in his early 20s. And the dad, you know, he admitted he, was, he had been drinking and stuff. But when he heard they were going to pull the plug on his son, and he knew how his son had been before. He said, he just needs a few hours. If I can just buy him a few hours. And dad went in that room and did a standoff with the people there and bought his son three or four hours. And his son came out of the coma. And dad, I think, spent like a year in jail. And you know what, dad? You know, you know the thought of dad? It was all worth it. It was all worth it. Yeah, it was a crime that was committed. But you know what? It should have never had to have been committed if people would do their jobs the way they're supposed to do and care for the patient rather than try to kill them the way we've exposed many times on this show. But I, I you know, I, I just, I tell you, this is one of those water cooler kind of stories that you want to hear from the men in the community. I want to hear from the men. So when I do the show, I want men to call in. I want you to tell me what you think. I want you to go to the scriptures and see if you can find justification for this. Because I'll tell you what, I went there and I think I can find it. I think I can find it right out of the command God gave not to murder. Because the positive aspect is to save life, not to take it, to save it. Okay? Uh, but anyway, that's just something I, I have in the works. I have it in my mind. Of course, I know most people don't want to call in for whatever reason, and that's fine. But this is a this is a pretty important important topic. I think that men need to get their heads uh, thinking about because guys, we're fixing to we're fixing to make contact here. You see this jihadi coming over. You see the the doctors and the nurses attacking you with their pharmacia, their sorceries. You see the politicians attacking your wallet, attacking your liberties. <laughs> All I can say is I don't. I don't like violence, but sometimes violence is good. Sometimes it is. It has a purpose in stopping evildoers, okay? And sooner or later, it's going to come to that because we won't bring justice. And we won't bring justice because we, we still think men are going to give us that. We still think men are going to give us that, and we're seeing corruption from top to bottom. Anyway... This would normally be a Rotten to the Core Wednesday. Uh, it's not, uh, but uh, we do have with us the Common Core diva Lynn Taylor. And Lynn said that she had some information she wanted to share with people uh, about the upcoming elections and the agenda that's being pushed, stuff that we've covered before. But it's my privilege to welcome back to the Sons of Liberty, Lynn Taylor. Good to see you, Lynn. 
Hello, hello. How are you? I'm good. And all the people are happy to see you, too. Um, awesome. I let them know that you were going to be on. By the way, you guys watching the video, Yeah, my beard looks a little stringy or whatever. <laughs> I got a brush. It's like a heated brush to brush beard because I don't like primping, but I do like to pull it once and it be done so it doesn't do this all over the place. Um, and so I, I forgive me. It's not that I'm unkempt. It's just it does that. Anyway, we're not here to talk about my beard. <laughs> Lynn, what do you got on here? Because you you sent me a whole bunch of stuff here. I did. And it's I the same. Did. And it doesn't and matter if they got a D on their jersey, an R on their jersey, or anybody or any other letter on there. They're all yeah. pushing this agenda, aren't they? They absolutely are. And there is no way in the time we have left that we'll get to everything. But the nice thing is when you put the archive out, you have the entire list. So if people missed, oh, wait a minute, they just talked about blah, blah. They can go back to it and find it at their own leisure. So, you know, that's a good thing. But what I wanted to start off with is, first of all, hello to everybody. And I wanted to give you a challenge. And the challenge is when you hear what we're going to talk about, share this, because I am utterly thunderstruck at the number of people who are lining up like lemmings behind Donald Trump one more time. This is not a right versus left issue when it comes to education. It is a us against the government issue, and people need to understand that. We also uh, need to understand that there is a huge opportunity that God has given me that we are going to be talking about to help influence at least one political party on their stance in education and how you can get involved in that. But we're going to start off with the UCK stuff first, which is from opensecrets.org. Now, if you don't know, uh, all the years that I was on with Tim regularly, this was one of my most trusted sources when it came to tracing the money from the PACs, the corporations, to the candidates. And what I have found are several PACs for education I've got them uh, singled out by for-profit, public, and then those who are lobbying, as well as how this connects back to Congress. But before I get into all that, I wanted to share with you, if you think the political agendas for education are going to be markedly different, so much so that they deserve your vote, please check your brain at the door because they are not, and I'm fixing to blow the doors off of this one. Okay, Democrats for Education Reform will use 2024 for school choice yet again because they want to apply a universal blanket on who goes to school. So when you have a universal blanket, that means everyone, everyone, regardless of where you live. Now, they'll champion zip code has confined you, but what they're not telling you is that they don't care if you're a baby up to a senior citizen. You're meant to be somewhere in the educational stream. If you think that sounds bad, let's look at what the Republicans are doing. The Republicans' uh, views on education will use 2024 in school choice to sway the election that they believe was stolen from them, as well as to reform higher education to include more partnerships between K through 12 schools and industries for what workforce preparation? We're not through yet. The Libertarian Party 
Well, they have the stance that free market education is what we need. And I don't argue that to a point, but when it's number 12 on a platform of 15 items, education should be at the top, not near the bottom. The Green Party, they want to keep the feds in control of education, eliminate all student debt, and give free college uh, as well as repeal the No Child Left Behind. So in other words, the Green Party's educational platform hasn't been updated since 2018, because if it had been, it would say repeal ESSA, which codified No Child Left Behind. We're not done yet. This one mirrors exactly almost to a T where we have been in education for the last 50 years. And this is from the Socialist Alternative Party. Number one, reject education as it's done through regimentation. Embrace Marx's polytech view on education, which reads skilled workers for work, not academic thinkers for prosperity or free will. Give free pre-K to college education. Have education funding from top down per capita, regardless of your town's population or even your taxes to end high stakes assessments, to stop all private education in any form, and to resegregate our schools and prop up a progressive national curriculum. Does any of this sound familiar from any of these different main parties? Nope. And the obvious, exactly. the obvious question is if they're running in federal elections, why they're even talking about education except to kibosh it. At, the, at those levels, um, yeah. to fund it, stop funding it, stop writing legislation about it, because why? What are our foundations, guys? The Bible and the Constitution. Where in the Constitution, Article 1, is Congress authorized to be involved in education? They're not, just like they're not authorized to be involved in health care, yet they've usurped that. Now we've seen what they've done with health care. We've also seen what they've done with education. It's time for the people to tell them, no, 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 no this is not your job. Either go back and do your job, or we're going to remove you and we're going to prosecute you because you're committing crimes against us. In fact, we should be removing them and prosecuting them for committing crimes against us already. Absolutely, we should. Now, part of what we'll offer you today, as always, on my blog, you know, I've got an info kit that is full of school choice realities that will bite people in the butt, but it's supposed to be to get them to get into action to help inform not only their neighbors and their families, but those who are running for office, just what school choice will do to our nation. And we will get to a video clip about that. But what I wanted to share real quick was when you get my info kit, you get one page a one-page fact-based primer that you can print off, hand to your politician, your candidate, hand to your clergyman, hand to anyone who thinks that school choice is a good thing. And the very first thing you're going to see when you um, get this particular uh, PDF that's part of the info kit is circa 1818 to present day. Parents gave up responsibility to teach when institutionalized education became the normal accepted thing to do. 
institutionalized education is managed and maintained by a corrupt state-run system. State is not the individual states of America, but a government system under international solidarity control. Yep. That's it. That, well, that's exactly what this is. And in fact, what we see is this is how they're controlling the people is through the indoctrination they're doing. I noticed that the mindset, you know, we do run across hope in the midst of all of this. I don't want to paint it as this a terrible broad picture. We do run across young men and women. And when I say young men and women, I'm talking about teenagers and I'm talking mm-hmm. about those in their early 20s who are not, uh, you know, entitlement mentality. They're doing things on their own. They're uh, learning to 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 you know contribute in the area they are loving their neighbor they're doing the, we see several examples of these now they don't make it a lot to the front but we do see a lot of examples of young men and women who are actively involved in things but we see a lot of mentality of the entitlement uh, we see a lot of this identity politics and stuff like that going into the education system and we've talked about this the sustainable developments goals and all that being put in and so we do see there's there is, like it or not, there's a large number of people being brought up in that indoctrination. And so they look at the world completely different than most of us who are my age, maybe 10 or 20 years younger uh, than me, and definitely those who are older. They look at it different because they've been indoctrinated and they're more susceptible to buy into the lies that allow for the tyranny to come in even more than it is. Absolutely. Well, one of the links that we have for folks, uh, Tim, will be the, um, oh goodness, I'm trying to remember which one it was. I think it is the for-profit education entities. That will be uh, number two uh, in your re- in the uh, email. Yeah, there is your for-profit education summary. If you scroll down, you will see the groups that are contributing to fund those people who are running for office on education, okay? For 2024, we have 25 PACs that are uh, running, a total of $379,300. That doesn't sound like a lot, but when you break it down, 161900 went to the Democrats and 217,400 has gone to the Democrat, uh, excuse me, the Republicans. Notice that uh, no libertarian, notice that no uh, green or any of the others. It's just the R and the D. And why is that? Because we have a system that is propping up. You only have two choices when you have a lot more. And, you know, we've done shows on that. But here's what interested me the most, Okay is the fact that topping the list, religious organizations and clergy, and they gave 17,300 to the Democrats, nothing to the Republicans. Next, we have the education industry that gave $23,000. 13,600 of that went to the Democrats, only 10,100 to the Republicans. For-profit education, mm mm-hmm. $79,500, $25,500 to the Democrats, and $54,000 to the Republicans. Nonprofit education as an industry, $240,300, $90,000 
to the Democrats and 150,300 to the Republicans. Well, Lynn, let yeah. me let me ask something about that because they're giving to both parties. Mm-hmm. And this is an edu I want people to get this. This is an education issue. It's kind mm-hmm. it makes you curious why people run for office and they spend millions of dollars on campaigns to get a job that pays them less than $200,000. And then mm-hmm. you have these education packs and all this stuff giving tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars all over the place over the issue of education. Oh, yeah. Doesn't this smack of corruption? Well, of course it does. Yeah. Because they should not be funding people who are propping up federal education. But we have a whole Congress that is stuck on stupid when it comes to education, as we have for decades. And this year is no exception. Now, let me uh, point out for folks, again, all the open secret links to all the different industries I just listed will be in the archive. So we're not going to belabor the point by looking at every one of them. But I want us to look very quickly at resource number four, Tim. This is from a federal lobbying client known as Invest in Education. And I want folks to understand, this is a wicked little group. It absolutely is. And if you would read for folks, how much have they donated to to education lobby in D.C. so far? Well, this says just for 2022, $450,750. Yep, that's the latest data. So what do you think they're going to do this time? It'll probably be a lot more than $459,000. And the reason why I want us to look at that, if you go to number five, Tim, where it says invest in education, this is a huge lobbying group, (coughs) excuse me, and they are spearheading, expanding what? Read it for them. School choice. Yes. Let's let's clarify what we mean by that, uh, because I know some people go, well, I want the right to choose you know, how my kids educated. Well, then choose that. But when they're using this like a marketing scheme, then you know that's what they're doing. They're marketing something to you. And while you think it's, you think it's what you mean. I'm going to choose my own school. I'm going to teach. I'm going to choose my own education. No, you're mm-hmm. just going to choose where yeah. they're going, but they're going to get the same indoctrination, how, right? How many shows have we done, Tim, yeah. on school choice where we have proven beyond a shadow of a doubt, that this is so not what the government is doing when they say, oh, yes, you could choose where Johnny and Susie go to school. BS in horse hockey in capital letters with about a million exclamation points behind it. It is the government handing you money with so many strings tied to not only removing your child from your family system, but from uh, all Also, the avenue of removing your right to vote in the first place. Now, would you really want to prop that up? And like I said, we have a video clip that will that will prove that. But the reason why I want us to look at invest in ed is because it's not so much that they're pushing school choice in 50 states. It's they are spearheading an effort by Congress that started in the Senate called the Educational Choice for Children Act, or the ECCA. Oh, don't worry, the House has a sister bill too, because after all, we have to continue to prop up the false narrative that somehow a corrupt federal top-down system will sit here and do much better than mom and dad can do uh, on their own with their own money, because true school choice died 
when every student sees that said, all education had to be aligned to the same bloody thing. You cannot have choice when it's all the same. And the goal of school choice, as Charlotte Iserby told us with her big bumper sticker, what would happen? It would kill private education. And homeschooling, my dears, is part of private education. And why would homeschoolers be in the crosshairs? Because as I have said for years, they are the last standing nonconformist cash cow group for the federal government. And to be a good member state of this top-down United Nations-led farce, you have to remove your nonconformists, plain and simple. The bumper sticker also comes with the info kit. So we have a lobbying group that is propping up a two-pronged bicameral bipartisan uh, stab at one more time trying to snow parents on somehow federal funding will help save your child's demise in their educational status. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I was up in, I was going to make mention, I was up in Michigan and I ran across several uh, ladies up there who told me that because of listening to the Sons of Liberty show, Bradley and I, that they are now educating their own kids. And some of them, their, their kids are not old enough yet. They're still very small, but they're, mm-hmm. that's their plan that, to do that. So you know what, guys? I, I mean, I'm going to, you may think, well, Tim, you, you cite this all the time when you talk about education. Yeah, because this is God's way of educating. It's not man's way. I didn't come up with it. Um, you know, We've I mean, done and, several shows on it, too. And if you stand back, Lynn, and you just think about it, God gave children to who? Who did he give them to? To the state? Is that who he gave no. them? No, he gave them to mom and dad. And he gave them to mom and dad to be parents, fathers and mothers. And we see throughout the scriptures, you go to you go to Proverbs and you see, he says, my son, listen to me, right? And then he says, <clears throat> he talks about the mother, you know, let her, let her instructions be these chains on your neck, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. He's talking about the parents instructing and guiding and correcting their kids so that they grow up to be men, women who can be used of God and who glorify him and what they do. And so let me just pop this in here because this sure. is, again, I think the word of God's powerful. It has the ability to do what I can't do and what you can't do, Lynn. We can talk about these facts all we want, but we need right. people's hearts changed to where they do what the Lord has commanded them to do. And so this is it, Deuteronomy 6. These are the commands and statutes and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, that ye might do them in the land whither ye go to possess it, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and all his commandments. Again, boy, the modern church falling into this dispensational kind of teaching, I'm telling you what it's doing. It's removing the statutes and the commands and the judgments of God. That's what it does, because it says that's for Old Testament Israel. That's not for the New Testament. No, it's for the New Testament, too, because God doesn't change, okay? Which I command thee, thou and thy son and thy son's sons, all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. Hear, therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it. And by the way, Israel is the church. Church is Israel. It's not a postage stamp piece of land. It's not, you can't mark it out with boundaries. It is a people from every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. We have been made a new creation. We've been made a priesthood of kings unto our God. That's what we've been made. We are a new people. So, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily, as the Lord God of thy fathers had promised thee, and the land that floweth milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine... And listen, he's mainly speaking to fathers. 
Love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul, with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. So dads, we got to have it first. And then we shall teach them diligently unto our children, thy children, and shall talk of them while thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. And you know what, Lynn? I got to tell you, everything is attacking the family. We've talked about this before. How are dads Mm -hmm. supposed to do this if they're having to work, you know, all day and they can't interact with their kids. How are they supposed to do it if they're having to pick up two or three jobs to make ends meet? This, The whole agenda of the beast system is to destroy the family. It is to dismantle it. It is to cause men to... They, they literally have no way of doing what the Lord said here. And so this is why men must fall on the mercy of God. And they must cry out to him and ask him, help me to do what you have commanded me to do. And I'm telling you what, friends, if you call out to him in sincerity, you really desire that from your heart, he'll give it to you. He will. He absolutely will. Now, the links for the uh, Educational Choice Act will be in the archives as well. We are going to move on because it's very important that we get to this video clip. Okay, number 10, Tim, that's where we're going. Uh, This was... uh, when Suzanne and I were doing the Liberty Bells, this was a show that we did. It was an introduction, So You Think You Know School Choice, because we had a webinar that we had invited a lot of people to speak on as far as the deceptions of school choice, and this was the precursor. We're going to use three different uh, segments, and Tim, I have those listed for you on number 10. So let's dive into that, because I want to leave uh, room for the opportunity that's been given to me, but I want to set the stage first with this. Okay, so I'm going to go to, I I have to keep going back between screens here. Sorry about that. Let's jump up here to about three minutes, and that's where we're going to pick um, up. Let's see, the beginning to, yeah, the beginning to three minutes, and then we'll use 739. Oh, the beginning to to three minutes. Okay, gotcha. Yes, Mm mm-hmm, sorry. All right, guys get your feel-good music going on here. Hi, welcome to the Liberty Bell. I'm Suzanne Hamner. And I'm Lynn Taylor, and we welcome you on this last day of March 2022. And we have uh, today a very, very special uh, presentation for you. We're going to give you a brief introduction to what we will be covering on Saturday night on our Saturday night special. And it's all about, so you think you know school choice. So today what we're going to do, Suzanne, is we're going to give a brief history into how we got saddled with the fallacy of, ch- of school choice. And then we're going to tie that to what Charlotte Iserbeet had been uh, working on before she passed. And that was how it is going to attack and actually remove our representative form of government. So Suzanne, would you take it from there? Sure. And and what people don't understand is this is really going to eradicate rights, including voting rights, because it's going to set up, uh, it's, it's the, really the lead-in to regional government. So when you have regional government, it follows the Chinese model. And the Chinese, I've got a, I've got a nice little presentation on that. Uh, if you 
we want to get started with that. I can, Why don't we do that? But let me very briefly point out that if okay. you think regionalism is just in China, then you need to look at the Every Student Succeeds at where it was talking about aligning the curriculum. Uh, part of the alignment, Suzanne, was through the assessments and in the assessment mm -hmm. portion of the Every Student Succeeds at, it clearly stated that your um, assessments had to data-wise, not only mesh with the ones that you've used in the past, but they had to mesh with those in those other states in your region. So That's we know right. that regionalism was set up there. We know that there are other places that regionalism has been set up in our government for this very demise. Exactly. So, okay, Tim, and, let's and skip two, there. We, we see that it's okay. also... All right. In All right. The, uh, and where are, we, the, where are we going to with this one? The next one is 739. We're going to run that till the nine-minute mark. So it's 7.39 to 9. Yeah. Okay. This is where it comes in through education. This was under the Every Student Succeeds Act. So we have dollars, dollars in the form of education savings accounts, tax vouchers. Uh, we have them in uh, programs where we're going to attach money to your child's education. Now, this would be attached not only to your child, but to you if you get back in the education system for whatever reason. And when the Every Student Succeeds Act came out, it said every student. It did not say every public school student. And mm -hmm. people have not understood that the funding streams for education come through health and human services, education, labor, mm -hmm. and anything that connects those two. Trio programs, gear up programs, programs that are connected in ways you wouldn't even think, your tax codes. So when we talk about eroding your right to vote, we're talking about this money is used as a tool to privatize your form of choice to be the same thing because page 17 said it all had to be aligned. So that choice you think you're getting is a fallacy because it goes back to the same corrupt system because those services and those streams don't change just because the money now comes to you. And that's, that's what people are missing. I agree. I agree. So that's our, um, that was, this is a little bigger image. You can see it a little mm -hmm. better. Yeah. That. Okay. Yeah. And I want to give yeah. uh, a shout out to uh, one of the uh, warriors out in Texas because she understood what I was getting at when I said this. And she thought, well, you know, if you hear Lynn speak it, that's one thing, but to see it is another. So she created this for my blog Yay. and her name is ginger and she's out of texas so thank you so much ginger because you, this ginger. has been this has been spread so many places but it's the truth and it's the truth that a lot of people who think they understand school choice don't want to see because it totally blows apart their argument that school yes. choice means parental freedom. And this is a danger that we're seeing with all these parental uh, rights bills and yes. all these school choice bills is because what people are not seeing is that by giving that last little bit of your rights and your freedom, but more so your children's rights and freedoms, you've just now said, okay, I want to be part of the, the status. And the more we feed into the status, the more we feed into the status, the more we feed into the socialism, the more controlled we become. And the whole goal behind this, and Charlotte brought this up, and I, I can't cite the article right now, but it was the thing that she brought up was that the goal of school choice 
is to privatize all education, merge it with the public or the form of public education that we're seeing, which is skill-based, that puts it all under the national control, meaning that the state, and I do mean the state, the state. with a capital S, okay, will now have the control of every family. Mm-hmm. Hey, Tim, let's stop there. Yes. And the last segment, this is probably the most important one. We start at 1145 and we run it all the way to 16 minutes and 54 seconds. Voting. Let's go to that next slide, Suzanne. This is this one. Okay. So why don't you kick this one off for everyone? All right. It says school choice has people using their votes to kill their own power to control education thereby squandering their freedom or worse, denying their children's freedom. And you did this nice little uh, diagram that shows, and this is from the U.S. Constitution. This is where she got all this. Where, and this is from Article 1 out of the U.S. Constitution, elections go to representation, which is the power to appoint other representatives. Then you have the census, which goes back into representation because we get one representative for every so many uh, tens of thousands of citizens or in a district, in a a district. And so then that goes to uh, Article 4 of the U.S. Constitution, which gives funding and uses for certain uh, taxes. And then... And these are all federally bound and state bound. In other words, this representation, because uh, every state is guaranteed a Republican form of government. So you have the federal portion of that and you have the state portion of that. So your representation is at several levels as far as once you get past the local mm-hmm. level to start at the state. So then you get into... Um, Oh wait a minute. I'll, let's let's go let's go we'll over go to the supporting way. because we the need supporting to point out privileges and guarantees. Yeah, because that was in Article Four as well. That right. all citizens were, were guaranteed were were given privileges. That's right. And then given guarantees. Guarantees. Okay. Yes. So okay. So that's in in uh, Article Four. So keep that's going it. from there. All right. So you also have Amendment Nine. Now I talk a lot about Amendment Nine. It's that the enumeration in this Constitution of certain rights does not disparage or take away any other rights that the people hold. Um, So people, a lot of people will forget that. It's like, well, you know, these are the rights we have, so there's no other rights. Nope, your rights are uh, unlimited and they're unenumerated. So Amendment 9 gives you, uh, it acknowledges, recognizes, and guarantees any other rights that they didn't specifically list. Mm -hmm. Article 10 um, that is the Tenth Amendment law and order where that the power not given to the federal government, no power, and that's in the Constitution, the specifically defined uh, powers given to the federal government. If the federal government doesn't have those powers, it is reserved to the states or the people respectively. Yes, we call it power by the people. Power mm-hmm. by the people. Then Amendment 14. Amendment 14 originally uh, was written after... Uh, the one that freed the slaves and so it had to address you have you had all these freed slaves after uh, the war of northern aggression so or the what we call the uh, war to enslave the state some people call it the civil war 
but um, it had to address citizenship for for these individuals. So that's what Amendment 14 did, but it also did a lot of other things as as well. And it had to do with jurisdiction in the states, and mm-hmm. so you fall under that jurisdiction of the states. So that kind of solidified still the Tenth Amendment power that is is there for for the mm-hmm. states. Then uh, Amendment 26, that is the one that changed the voting age to the age of 18, if I'm not, if I remember correctly. Yes, that is. And here, here's something that was guaranteed in our Constitution. Yes, but what we need to uh, point out very quickly right here is that the H.R. 1, the For the People Act, has written into it lowering the voting age to age 16. Yes. So what we've done, what we have already established through the Constitution, we have a federal law that would bypass the Constitution to establish an even lower voting age. So we should be very concerned about that and that that we can get into more later. So all of these amendments acknowledge in the past and still today in the present acknowledges that you as a citizen from of the United States have privileges and guaranteed securities right now some of the some of the taxes if not a lion's share of them have become what we call not constitutionally bound uses and we give you four huge examples and suzanne what are those education labor and jobs which they're kind of together uh health care and the economy Mm mm-hmm so what now, you have to remember is uh, when you're talking about unconstitutional uh, spending or unconstitutional anything, what you are talking about is violation of the law. So absolutely, so absolutely. Remember, mm-hmm. it's violation of the law. So what we need to have is, you know, people are saying, oh, well, it's my right. Well, you need to understand that a lot of what you think are rights are actually privileges. Mm -hmm. And we had a government that was going to guarantee that we were secure in having those privileges and going after what those privileges represented, which also includes voting. But what we need to understand is that our privileges and guarantees have been slowly killed Mm -hmm. and giving us more restrictions at the federal and state level. And we give you two huge examples here because it's the USMCA, the United States, Mexico, Canada agreement, as well as school choice, because they both create a subsidized society that creates social tyranny. Mm. That's right. Okay, Tim, let's stop there. All right. Okay. That particular video is also in my school choice kit, which in the archives you'll see. You go on the blog, it's commoncoredeva.com. You go to the donate link, then you scroll down, you see info kits. You can get the bumper sticker. Uh, Let's see here. You get the bumper sticker. You get the handout, which I read a little bit of. And then you get not only this video, but you get access to Charlotte's um, article that I referenced here in the archives as well, where the R's and the D's are the same when it comes to school choice, and that includes her research. Plus, you get a ton of other uh, resources that will come to you in an online email. And I have the info kits are all laid out so that you could choose if I want one bumper sticker or I want a 100. That's on my blog. Now, we also have for folks, and this is a treat. This was also a gift from Charlotte to me. 
as well as several other people. This is a almost 800 page research manual on Goals 2000. It is so big, it will not fit into an attachment. You have to have it as a Google Drive document. But I have that for you as part of the archives. And Tim, if we have time, let's real quick go to the page where it says the nine basic facts. I think it's the the small little uh, eyes. It's three of them together. Yeah, keep scrolling. We'll get there. Because what I want folks to see is uh, just, yeah, keep going. Yeah, Oops. sorry. Computer's a little slow here. It's happening. Okay. It's downloading That's the whole okay. thing here. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So it's a huge. We'll have it in the archive yeah, so is. people can do it yeah. and they can look it at will. it right in the article. You right. don't have to do anything. You can okay. So what you want to look for are the nine basic facts. That's going to be the <sighs> header on your page. Well, and shoot. then you want to also go to chapter 25 where it says uh, page 381 in the PDF. There you go. Okay, nine basic facts. You want to look at number four, number five, and number eight when it comes to school choice, because that tells you in those three bullets right there that, first of all, the idea was a cooked-up scheme by the U.S. Department of Education as well as a non-GO that's called the New America Education Corporation that was under the influence of Republicans. And also threw in Democrats. So if you think that this was a grassroots effort to bring about school choice, this blows this out of the water. I also give you chapter 25 that shows you the rest of the proof. Now, as far as the opportunity and how the audience can get in, and let me tell you about the really cool opportunity that God has given me. Um I was recently in Virginia as a uh, representative of a parent group up there that has asked me to become their national advisor on what else going on in education. We had an opportunity to go to a conference that was all about medical freedom. Two tables down from me is the Libertarian Party. The lady who is there has a lot of influence in the state as well as throughout the nation. She came by. She saw my bumper stickers. She saw my one-sheet primer. We had a very heart-to-heart discussion about the fact of the Libertarian Party wants to do free market. When I explained to her what we just saw in a lot less time, when I showed her the bumper sticker, when I showed her the one-page primer, she, without my knowledge, went back to national leaders. She is so impressed with my platform, with the evidence that she has influenced them to help have me become part of the conversation to change their platform. Now, this is a long shot, but do you know, Tim, how many years I have wanted political parties to listen to the truth And here we have the opportunity, we all do, because y'all have helped me get here, and you're going to help get me there. And that is just huge. That is a God moment. And when she messaged me back and said, you know what, you know your stuff. We want you to be a part of the conversation in changing how we have framed our education platform. I have waited for Republicans to do it. I have waited for Democrats. I didn't care if they were socialist or whatever. Let me have a seat at the table. This particular party is asking me to be a part of that conversation. And this is where I need the help, prayer and money to get me to not only 
be a part of the convention that's coming up, but the national conference where God could give me an opportunity to be a speaker as well as help reshape their education platform. I cannot turn this down. This is too much of a huge opportunity for me. And I'm so excited, but I'm also terrified because I know I can't do it by myself. Okay, so we've got about uh, three minutes here. Tell people how they can help you with that. Where do they need to go? How can they support you? And if you want to give them a quick update on your health situation, I know some people are concerned about that. They've been praying for you and things like that. If you want to give them that, you got about two and a half minutes or so. Go ahead and and go for it. All right. Thank you, Tim. Okay. As far as how you can help, first of all, prayer support, financial support, commoncordiva.com slash donate is where you can donate. That would be to help get me there. I don't have a dollar figure in mind. I want people to do what God leads them to do on this, because this means a this means at least two trips to D.C. So that's going to be expensive. I know. Uh, as far as health wise, I am doing OK. Uh, I have had clear uh, results. I go back in March for an MRI. I'm not real thrilled about that, but because I've had, you know, the lumpectomy, they have to treat me now special because, oh, it might come back. And I'm sitting here telling them, no, it won't come back because I'm not going to let it come back because it's not your medicine. It is God's healing. So I'm doing good on that. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to think what else. Get the info kits. Get these into people's hands. Again, commoncordiva.com slash donate. Scroll down on the donate tab and you'll see info kits. There's where you can pick out the quantity, and I will snail mail the uh, one-sheet primer as well as the bumper sticker. Everything else comes with an email. So when you sign up for the info kits, I need an email as well as a physical address. And those are the biggest ways that you can help me be where God needs me to be. Okay. And how are you doing health-wise? Oh, I just said. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You caught that right in the middle. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm hearing too many things going on there. I'm doing as well as I can. Um, I'm I'm trying my best to stay healthy. I'm trying to make sure that I get as much exercise as I possibly can. In fact, I didn't make resolutions this year. I made a list of how to be intentional. And number one was food. Yes. Because we know that food feeds our bodies. That's right. And if we're feeding it junk, That's right. we're going to be sick. That's right. So that was the first thing. Uh, supplements, uh, movement, working on my relationships, going where God needs me to go. So I'm really excited about the direction that he has me going. And I cannot tell you how awesome it is to have been offered this opportunity. Amen. Amen. I, you know, I, I talked about this the other week, Lynn, uh, being sick and, and how God does these things in order that we might learn his statutes. I mean, that we might draw close to him and that's a good thing. Hang on, Lynn. I'll say goodbye to you off here. Guys, Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SunCelebrityMedia.com. We'll see you back here in the morning, bright and early. Mike Bambus, don't miss it.